0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Matchbook series on the EDPL podcast. My name is Paul Cabal. I'm the adult services librarian here. And if you've been with us through the Matchbook series, we like to take questions, people pose to us about books of all different genres, subjects, anything like that. We try to go in different direction each time to really keep it fresh, keep it different, and today is no exception. We're going to go with another book genre that we've yet to tackle so far on the podcast. I got a question here from somebody who's just read the new Jessica Simpson celebrity memoir called Open Book about her trials and tribulations with stardom. She suffered from alcoholism, her tense and fraught relationships, things like that. And I have heard great things about this book. I wanted to discuss two celebrity memoirs, that go in different directions, but I wanted to start with one that did bear some resemblance to her memoir specifically. The first book I'd like to recommend is The Princess Diarist. It is Carrie Fisher's 2016 memoir that Carrie Fisher passed away five weeks after its release, which is a very strange given that while the book is based on diaries that she kept as a young woman, it does contain a lot about the same things that are going on in jessica simpson's book you see her reflecting upon diaries she kept during the filming of the first star wars movie as an adult woman and really reflecting on her naive younger self and she has a lot of experience and intelligence she could lend to these experiences that she was unable to process At the time she was filming, she was only 19 and 20 years old while filming the movie and having grown up in a coddle daughter of two Hollywood celebrities, she already had a strange relationship with fame. You could see in this book where she didn't really feel comfortable in the limelight and trying to process that, but also looking upon how the role of Princess Leia would forever change who she was. There's a quote in it I really like, I had never been Princess Leia before, and now I would never not be Princess Leia. I had no idea how profoundly true that was and how long forever it was. In that, you get a little bit of her caustic sense of humor, which is seen throughout the book. Sarcasm is prevalent in the book. She's making light of all of her past misgivings, wrongdoings, tribulations, but also trying to process them in the moment and... She uses humor as a gateway to explore these topics in a way I think she does very well. And just like Jessica Simpson's book, which focuses a lot on her personal relationships, Carrie Fisher's memoir focuses on her affair on the set of Star Wars with Harrison Ford, who at the time was in his mid-30s and had two children and her uneasy relationship, her uneasy attitude toward taking part in this affair, but also how appealing it was as a young woman who's just getting her start on a big Hollywood project. Fisher has so much to say about the emotional vulnerability of youth and how reflecting on the experiences of youth through a more mature adult lens affords some degree on the overall experience and how she became who she was as an adult she'd previously written two memoirs before this entitled Witchful drinking another one called shockaholic if you do find this compelling i would definitely recommend those as well and they fit right in line with the topics jessica simpson's writing about as well Uh, memoir i wanted to mention was trevor noah's born a crime and the previous episode we touched on books for book discussion groups and this is certainly one that i would pick for that category as well because it was really great when we chose it a few years ago trevor noah is the current host of the daily show and if that's all you know about him then there's a wealth of backstory about how he got there and It's fascinating. Trevor Noah grew up in South Africa during the apartheid era. He is a mixed race son of a white Swiss German father and a black woman who was originally from South Africa. The reason why that's important is because it was illegal to have a mixed race child during the apartheid era. This caused a ton of problems for Noah growing up. Some are humorous stories about Black people assuming he's white and him trying to play that role and the other way around and just trying to fit in, in any way where he faces the least amount of discrimination at any one time it makes sense that he became a comedian in a way because if you see him navigate all of these scrapes and injustices as a child he does it with such candor and with such creativity that it's almost like he's creating little stories just as he goes along. And a lot of them just end up being naturally funny. But again, there's obviously a darker side to that as well. And much of the book concerns hit growing up in poverty in a neighborhood that maybe wasn't very nice, being forced to earn money selling Mm -hmm. CDs, things like that. And then obviously as a result of trying to do these things, trying to get ahead, he would often get in trouble with his mother, who he has a very strained but loving relationship with. It feels very realistic and fraught, and just an excellent portrayal of a mother and son relationship. He seems like a natural rebel throughout the book, mostly because he found so many difficulties in fitting in anywhere. He couldn't tell if people liked him for the novelty of his skin color or if they were mocking him for it. He developed this sarcastic sense of humor where he really used that to get through the tough times in his life growing up. The book is largely about the culture of poverty and crime, how easy it is to get caught up in that, especially when one is barely able to feed clothes and house oneself. It's also about how fear can motivate you. Paralyze you at the same time, and how it threatens to take away the things you love growing up or the people around you. He does an exceptional job of articulating all of these concepts and tying them into a really great memoir. The other topic I wanted to cover today was short story collections because I got another request for recommendations on that subject as well. May is National Short Story Month. Every May, we have a contest where people could submit their short stories they've written. So please, if you want to try your hand at it, I welcome everyone to submit a short story and it'll be published on our blog. It's really a great way to explore your own creativity. With that being said, one of the short story collections I wanted to mention was the best roll Doll*. It's a hard word to say. You might know Dahl for his children's books, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant Peach. The short stories in this collection are most certainly not for children, but I would say have a close parallel to the stories that I mentioned that are for children because they're written in a very offbeat and different style. That style seems to change from story to story, which is amazing capacity for a writer who could switch it up like that, because I find most don't have the ability to do so. They usually contain lots of twists and turns throughout each story. And if you try to guess, I I wouldn't even call them mysteries per se. They just go in different directions you wouldn't expect. And if you try to guess how it's going to end up, I would say you'd be wrong most of the time because he's just so clever in how he can twist the story on you from one moment to the other. This usually results in an outcome that will leave you hanging, could result in just laughter at how ridiculous and obscene it is, or it could leave you wincing at a grotesque and bizarre ending. He seems like he is playing a joke on the reader because he's having so much fun going in all these different directions. It's subtle, but it's also extremely over the top. And he somehow manages this balancing act extremely well. I've found that the darker the story, the funnier it is for him. One that particularly exemplifies this is Lamb to the Slaughter about a man who comes home from work and expects his wife to cook dinner for him. It has such an obscene ending, I won't spoil it now, but I would definitely recommend starting with that one if you want a taste of his style and how the short story collection is going to go. I would use that one as an entry point, and if that works for you, chances are you will like the rest of the collection. The other short story collection I wanted to mention was Exhalation by Ted Chang. It is a science fiction collection of short stories. And what he tries to do is tell these stories that are are poignant and set in worlds that are totally alien to us, but at the same time reflect our humanity, our wants, desires, needs, and behavior in a way that feels fresh, original, and really makes us consider our own actions. I would say if you're a fan of the show Black Mirror, it feels a lot like that in, I would say, absolutely in a good way. I I would make that favorable comparison. In the titular story, Exhalation, there's an alien scientist who makes a shocking discovery that has ramifications for not only humanity, but the entire existence of the universe itself. I don't want to go too much into detail, but if that sounds kooky enough, he does stick the landing with these even though his concept seems so out there and strange he somehow is able to ground it in a way that makes sense to us there's a great story called anxiety is the dizziness of freedom and it's about the ability to glimpse into alternate universes examine all these concepts about freedom the way our behaviors our choices all of that how those originate and how we get there Another story in the collection called The Predictor, which is about a small hand-held device that anticipates when the owner is going to use it and how it's going to use it and what that means about our own freedom. It touches on this concept of free will as well. It's really interesting how he draws these parallels between free will and how we experience the world around us. The stories contain a lot of reworking on those themes, his own ruminations and what that means for us here in modern society those would be my two recommendations for short story collections that's it for this episode the ebpl podcast can be listened to at ebpl.org backslash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening and thank you to melissa who who is editing this episode